0: Welcome to Wonder Ears, a fun new podcast highlighting your stories and experiences of all things Disney.
1: This is your host, Jacob and Nora. We are by no means Disney experts, but we do love to learn about the history and unforgettable moments that make Disney so special and keep us wanting to come back to the parks.
0: Welcome to our very first interview episode. This is a very special episode as we welcome B from Charm to Cozy, a pastel shop full of cute things with magical twists. It has been featured on BuzzFeed and it is also home of I'd Rather Be at Disney. So welcome B to the Wonder Ears podcast.
1: Thanks, I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for accepting our invitation. When creating this podcast, our hope and goal was to include an interview series so Disney fans like yourself Have the chance to share your story, your experiences, your joy for all things Disney.
0: Yeah, and and there's no denying that you are a Disney fan. So much so that you have built a brand that has grown tremendously in the past few years. And so please share some of that, um, how that came about, and how it's going, and
2: if there's any new exciting projects that you would like to share. Yeah, so in September, it will be six years of Charmed and Cozy, Um, When I first started, it actually started very small. It was kind of just a little handmade craft shop. And I've always been a lifelong Disney fan. So really quickly, I was making um, like polymer clay jewelry. And when I was looking for different color schemes and color ideas, one of the first things in my head was Disney character color schemes so I did a lot of princess inspired ones and like other like Pixar character ones different things and over time I decided to grow things a little bit I tested out my first enamel pin which was the I'd rather be at Disney design and everything kind of just spiraled from there and now we have oh I think it's over 200 different enamel pin designs a few hundred sticker designs and so many more things that we carry now. I'm
0: wearing one of the um, one of your earrings, which is the popsicle Mickey earring.
2: Oh, <laughs> I love so- that!
0: Those are yeah. some of my favorites. Yes, yes, very classy. It goes with everything.
1: I was looking at the stickers, and they are they're wonderful. And I could see like like some of the songs from Flash Mountain or Pirates in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and I yeah. love. Like all the birds sing. from uh, oh,
2: Yeah, our tiki room things are definitely some of our most popular. Um, with our jewelry, we kind of focus on things that are a little more subtle, like a little more you can wear them every day. But if you know, you know. Um, and with our stickers, I love doing like as much Disney flair as I can for water bottles and laptops and places that you really want to show off your Disney fandom. We're definitely big fans. and uh, And so you had talked about uh, any exciting projects coming up yeah so in the next few months we have a lot of expansion coming to our apparel line we have a few different surprise products that are coming Um, we're restocking our hats soon hopefully and adding a bunch more designs Um, and yeah between now and the end of the year we have a lot of new surprises coming for sure so definitely follow us for all of the new info as it comes out
0: Yes. And then for our listeners, uh, how can we stay updated? What's probably, where should we go?
2: Everything that we have is just at Charmed and Cozy. So we have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, all of the things. You can also shop us at charmedandcozy.com. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely be looking into that to get, which I am a big fan of the new Epcot Bags. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. We finally got that project funded and they are now about to fully start production and will hopefully be here in the next couple months. That is
0: very exciting. And as promised, I know that the listeners and ourselves, uh, Jacob and I, would love to get to know you better. And so, Jacob, I'm going to hand it off to you. We're going to be asking some some questions.
1: Well, let's start off by asking five Wonder Ear Disney fan questions. Question one How many times have you visited? The Disney parks.
2: I was trying to tally this up in my head and it was actually really hard. Um, So
1: somewhere in the range
2: of 15 ish times through my life. um, I live in Charleston, South Carolina. So for Walt Disney World, I'm only about a six hour drive away. So it really lends itself to kind of just popping down for weekend trips when possible. so far, the only parks that I have been to are the four at Walt Disney World, and I've also been once to both parks at Disneyland Paris. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, we have not been there. <laughs> it's very fun. It it was odd. I feel like maybe it's changed a little bit since then. I was there in 2018, but at the time, it was incredibly empty. It was one of the oddest experiences I've ever had at a Disney park because I'm so used to insane crowds everywhere but when I was over there um, you could rope if you rope dropped in the morning you could get a couple pictures in front of the castle with like two people behind you and that was it it was it was very odd but in a very good way exactly I'm like I would totally love that <laughs> it was like an empty because <laughs> their um, Disneyland park the one main park is very much like Magic Kingdom so it was like being in Magic Kingdom except empty it was interesting <laughs>
1: Is there something unique in Disneyland Paris? There is a lot.
2: um, So a lot of it has changed since then because their second park, Walt Disney Studios, is very similar to Hollywood Studios. Um, But at the time, they hadn't done any of the updates. So like just I think it was this summer, they just opened like the new Avengers campus and all sorts of things that are opening there that are brand new. But at the time, they hadn't started that yet. All of the old rides and everything were still open. And so to me, it really felt like going to to MGM in the 90s or early 2000s. They still had like a backlot tour. They had like all these different attractions that were very reminiscent of like old school MGM. So it was very fun. It was like stepping back in time for a little bit. Within the parks, were there some that spoke
0: English? How was... How did that work?
2: <laughs> I found that there was a pretty decent amount of cast members that spoke English. Um, I've heard that like in some of the Asian parks, it can be really tough sometimes. But in France, you know, so much of Europe as a whole speaks English that I think they prioritize that for the cast members to have people that speak English. Um, a lot of the attractions were mixed, like it would go back and forth between English and French for a lot of things. Um And even one of the funniest things to me was it's about an hour, hour and a half outside of the city of Paris. So we took the train like out to the resort and everything out there. Um, And the funniest thing to me was going everywhere in the subway stations in Paris when you were trying to like transfer trains and figure out which route you were taking. There were little Mickey heads on the signs for which train was the direction towards Disneyland. So that was one of my favorite things is like, no matter where you were, you knew where you needed to go to get to Disney.
0: That is so cute. (laughs) Yeah, so So it
2: was definitely very good for somebody who who doesn't speak French.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, good to know.
1: (laughs) So you've been to six Disney parks, individual parks. Uh, Do you have a specific favorite?
2: That is such a tough question. I was just thinking about it again. Because I I do so many weekend trips, I tend to go mostly to my favorite parks, um, which generally tend to be Magic Kingdom and Epcot. If I go for like a two day trip, those are where I go. Um, So I actually hadn't been to Hollywood Studios since like 2016 when I went this spring. And it's funny, I did all of the parks. I did most parks twice this this spring and leaving, I was thinking it's going to be a lot harder to do weekend trips because I love so much of every park now that there's not an easy favorite to choose anymore. Sure,
1: <laughs> I think sure. I have different favorite things about every park. When was the first time you've been to a Disney park?
2: I don't personally remember it too much because I was really young. My parents actually took me about a week and a half before I turned three. Because I think three is the cutoff of when you start having to like actually buy tickets. So they waited until like the week before because they were like, <laughs> she's old enough to maybe remember at least pieces yes. of it, but we don't have to pay yet. So <laughs> that was my first trip was like a week before I turned three. Now, are wow. your parents Disney fans? Very much so. Um, My mom had never been until she married my dad. Um, their Their honeymoon which was like a year and a half after they got married because they wanted to like save and have a nice trip was two weeks at Walt Disney World. Wow. <laughs> On That's my dad's bad. side of the family, that that side of the family has been going to the Disney parks regularly since the early 70s. Since there was only Disneyland and not really Walt Disney World. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a big family thing for me.
1: Nice. Nice. I love that. Do you have a favorite treat Or snack from the Disney parks? There's,
2: I feel like there's some basic things that like everyone gets every time. Like you have to get a Dole Whip. You have to get a Mickey pretzel and a churro. Like there's the basics. For me, I have a very weird one that's not even like a specific Disney snack. But for some reason, every time I go, I will find one of the little like not bakeries, but you know, the little like candy shops where they have like all the cookies and everything. Um, They have big pineapple spears covered in chocolate. And for some reason, that's something that I get almost every time I go. So back when, um, I forget what the exact place was called, but the Storybook Circus had one of those. Back when that used to be open as a snack shop, I would always go there. There's one in um, Animal Kingdom that always has them. And that's that's like one of my things. I always get chocolate covered pineapple at Disney.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I've never tried it. So I think we'll have to
2: add that, Jacob,
0: to our list because mm. <laughs> we do love the basics, but that I've, I never had a chance to try so that does sound mm. delicious I, I love pineapple and I love chocolate so I think that's a good
2: <laughs> and now I'll that I'm now that I've started doing trips like after I turned 21 there's a few other snacks on property that I like better but
1: I mean for us it's definitely churros oh, w- yeah. where we live it's like it's so hard to find them yes but at Disney they're just you have to get them you have to get them every that's one time.
2: thing I wish we had here in Walt Disney World because I know in Disneyland, that's like a big thing that they have like different flavors and like different specialty ones. I wish we would get that here. Yeah, we can't leave Disney without having one. And then
0: Dole Whip is another favorite. Um, Yeah, we always have to have that. (laughs) Which flavor? Oh my gosh. So I'm like classic, like I have not ventured out, but I have been watching like all these YouTube videos and just the Disney updates because they I didn't know that they have like all these different flavors depending on the season or, you know, they just test out. I did try the float, which is like the drink and then plus the adult yeah. with. that
2: was good. That's a go-to for me. I've heard, so I've actually never tried a single flavor outside of the classic or a float, <laughs> but I think my next trip, one of my, one of my goal spots is uh, Swirls on the Water at Disney Springs where they have like the flight of the different flavors. I would really like to try some.
0: Yes. And and that brings up a good point. I think that um, there's just so much out there besides the parks, as far as food and treats, that you can really do. And, and I think you did this, I, I, I saw on your Instagram, you can pretty much plan a trip and just visit all the different resorts. And the resorts have such a great variety of food and, and just even activities and the resort hotels are beautiful as it is. I think that's just even nice to visit, have a day off and just do kind of hop around and visit the different resorts. And then Disney Springs, I think they have such a good
2: variety of food and snacks and entertainment. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot to choose from. Yeah, there's too much Disney food out there. I don't <laughs> think anyone could ever make it through all of the restaurants. No, definitely not.
1: <laughs> In the main Disney parks, you can't really decorate them. But the last time we went to Disney Springs, there's this really obscure tr- like churro cart. And you can put like, not a lot of like different toppings, but you can put like like cereal or Oreos. And it's, yeah, it was very interesting to see. Yeah, your custom, you can make your own custom churro. <laughs>
2: oh, that sounds really good. And I was, last time I was there, I was all over Disney Springs and I don't think I ever even saw that. Yeah, it was like in the one far end of uh, the- yes
0: yeah, Disney Springs, and it was just, like, so random, but it was really mm. interesting. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's so many awesome, like, hidden Disney things that I love.
1: <laughs> How do you prepare for a Disney trip? Is there any uh, special tips? Um,
2: so, for me, trips to the park always involve, now at least, content creation of some sort. So, for me, there's there's a lot more, like, specific outfit planning and, like, figuring out, multiple things to bring for each day and like what when I'm gonna wear different things and wear um so there's a lot of planning that goes into a Disney trip for me these days <laughs> um and for special tips I feel like my top one is before my last trip I found these wonderful little like charge rechargeable fans on Amazon that have a little strap and they sort of fold so that when you put them around your neck you can tilt it up towards your face and I think that was like the the saving grace to my last Disney trip (laughs) when it is insanely hot outside it's like having portable AC with you and it is so nice (laughs) so that is definitely one of my like top top Disney tips is like make sure you have a really good fan
1: (laughs) The, the first time we went to Disney World Uh, The fan was extremely useful and um, we went at the end of May, which was really, really hot in Florida and the fan really did help. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's what my was.
2: was at the end of May. And that is a really hot time of year for Disney. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, we're going through like water bottles. We're just like <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: chugging water constantly just to keep cool because we were just sweating profusely. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. it was really, really hot. And also I think uh, I I didn't listen to my myself because I took new shoes because a part of it, like you said, you know, you want to look cute. So I'm like, oh, I got these shoes, you know, just for the trip. Very bad idea. So no new shoes.
2: (laughs) A suggestion that someone gave me that I tried this last trip, because this last one was one of the longest trips I've ever taken, was to take multiple pairs of shoes, like, that are all comfortable. So I had my Tevas. I had really comfortable sneakers. Um, I had like a comfy pair of slides so I had like three or four pairs of shoes that are all comfortable that I would switch back and forth between and it was a great tip because even the most comfortable shoes have like different pressure points and even if you don't get blisters there's still spots that rub just a little bit so switching back and forth between different pairs that are all like comfortable in different ways actually really helped I had way less issues with like soreness and blisters and everything else by doing that that is very great advice yeah you're right because like m-
0: those pair of shoes like my pressure point was like in the back I'm like man I-, I wish I brought like you know some sandals you know where I could relieve some of that you know pain in the back of my heel but yeah
2: that's a great great tip <laughs> our last trip we did that and then it was the first time I had ever essentially Taken the afternoons off, (laughs) so I would rope drop, and then whatever point in the day I was like, everyone hits the point where you feel kind of done. (laughs) And so, for a while, um, we did a split stay, and so for a little while, we were at the Polynesian. So, from Epcot and Magic Kingdom, it was super easy, like, we would just hop on the monorail, go back to the resort, um, and I just got used to just spending a few hours out of the park. And the truth is everyone thinks you'll lose so much time, but really you're leaving at the hottest part of the day when the lines are the longest. And so just taking a couple hours out of the park to just go lay down in air conditioning. And then usually I would pick either like lunch or dinner or somewhere in between, go to like one of the resorts to have a meal and then go back to the park in the evening. And I think that's the way I'll do the park's forever from now on like taking the time off really makes the day so much easier yeah that that does make a
0: big difference
2: and I think even like taking a shower I mean we did that we
0: (laughs) did rope drop Went back to the hotel, showered, got, you know, just kind of freshen up a little bit. You get like a new wave of energy to you know, kind of finish off. Cause you you kind of want you don't want to miss the fireworks. The nighttime, it's like a whole different experience. So you don't want to miss that too. And I think that if you, yeah, stay too long during the day, you get to tire out sooner and not enjoy that second part of that trip, you know, at night. And
2: as and as much as you feel like you might miss out you know, it really is the time of day when everyone's feeling hot. So the lines get up to, you know, hours in length. And so really, as much as you feel like you might miss being gone, you don't actually miss that much. (laughs) And most of the time you can go back and do those things in the evening with way less of a weight
0: anyway. And then so Jacob would always remind us like also the park hopping time period at two. So you're gonna get this like wave of, you know, all Mm -hmm. all these extra
2: guests that weren't, there in the morning so yeah extra long lines and that's yeah I'd rather just go take a nap in the room instead of taking a nap like in the carousel of progress
1: (laughs) yes have you been able to use genie plus
2: I have I think I only used it for one or two days of my last trip. we didn't actually end up using it for every single day um And one of the days I used it was for Epcot and I kind of wish I hadn't because I wasn't thinking that Epcot doesn't even have that many attractions. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I see the draw. I just wouldn't use it every single day.
1: Well, for the days that you used it, did you find it useful?
2: The day I had it at Epcot, a little bit, but not as much because again, they don't have that many attractions. So by the time I rope dropped the ones I cared about, um and got like virtual queue for the new Guardians coaster Um, I felt like it wasn't as helpful just because I didn't really you know when it comes to like figment and the seas and the lands that all have like 10 minutes or less wait time <laughs> it's not as necessary but I did use it at Hollywood Studios and I did really enjoy that that was really helpful I think my only downside to it that I don't like is unlike fast pass plus you can't do the same ride more than once
0: oh yeah which I
2: think that was the hardest because sometimes like with fast pass plus you know you'd get to the point where it's just like oh there's an open time right now let me just like put it in and go on it again and that happened to me I really wanted to do um toy story midway mania again and there were open times starting in like Five minutes that nobody had taken, but because we had done it once, you couldn't get it again. Yeah, I
1: don't think there's
0: been anything more controversial than Genie Plus as far as like
1: (laughs) new additions. It just like blew up,
2: yeah, with with all the Disney fans. If you know, they were for it or not. I see both sides of it. I guess like I can see at least with the the paid um like the individual Lightning Lane. I can see that just because, you know, I do understand with like the biggest, nicest rides, if this is a once in a lifetime trip, I I would personally probably pay to do like Flight of Passage or the new Guardians coaster or things like that. Like, so I do see that side of it, but also I see choosing not to.
0: Yeah. We, we tried our very best to not get it. And because we don't go there very often, we ended up getting it and we really enjoyed it and were' thankful that we did get it because yeah, it did give us a chance to like not stand in line and really plan out and we're big planners, so it kind of just gave us like you know a, a chance to kind of look at everything, look at the wait times see what was available and yeah, we were just able to write a, I think a lot more than than we would have without it so yeah, and I think you just have to budget with it because it is an extra cost, but I think. If you are in the planning stages, I would definitely include that in your you know, for those. Yeah,
2: and days. I would even look over the rides. Like I know for myself, if I was doing all four parks again, I would probably look over it and maybe do it for like one or two of the days that I really had a lot that I wanted to get on. Or if you were like doing a weekend versus a less busy during the week time or something, that it might
1: be more helpful to skip the lines. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like with Animal Kingdom, uh, there's a lot of good rides, but there's not like enough to buy genie plus.
2: Yeah, I could see doing like the the individual lightning lane if you didn't want to rope drop flight of passage. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, you know, most rides either have a short wait time or like Everest has single rider or things like that where, you know, you don't necessarily have to wait a long time anyway. Yeah, I think there's a ways
0: uh, around that that you can kind of save money and but there's so many tips. I think that's the that's the thing, that there's so many videos out there
1: of how, how to go about that. Yeah, for sure. Well, the last question we have is, do you have any interesting stories about past visits?
2: Probably my biggest one that I feel like I haven't even talked about that much on my <laughs> like work page in forever because it was so long ago. Um, my... First in many years, like big long trip was when I graduated high school. Um, that was my like one request that I think I had from the time I was a freshman was like, instead of like a big graduation party, I just want a really nice trip to Disney world. Um, so we planned for a long time. It was going to be me and my parents and my aunt and uncle really wanted to go as well. They had never been to Disney world and really wanted to go. Um, so I forget exactly which hotel we had booked. I think it was All Star Music, um, but we're there. And as soon as we go to check in, the cast member just looked really confused. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately there. And they were just like, OK, can you just wait and like left? And we were just really confused. Cause it was one of those, like, we had booked it like six months out. Everything was like already paid off. Like we had taken care of all of it. And now like we show up and they won't give us an answer of like, what's going on. And it took a few minutes and finally somebody comes out and they're like, well, Mickey must love you. Um, Clearly this happened because they were a little bit overbooked. There were some like some of the like big school events that were going on down there, like the cheerleading events and stuff that like book up everything. Um, But because of all of that, we actually got randomly, you know, randomly quote unquote (laughs) upgraded to a two bedroom suite at Saratoga Springs. Um, At that point, I think Saratoga Springs had only been open for like maybe a year at that point. Um, it was a brand new resort, and so like all the rooms were super nice, super new. Um, and yeah, it was a huge surprise. None of us expected it. Um, <laughs> it actually worked out really nice because then we had the our family with us. So with the two bedrooms, we like each had like a one bedroom room basically.
0: Yes.
2: And yeah, that was like one of the best Disney experiences ever, for sure. Was going from an all star resort to a deluxe. And I guess maybe that's what gave me the the taste for going to vacation club rental now and doing more deluxe because it gave me the taste for a nicer Disney experience.
0: But <laughs> Wow, that I would have been like, so psyched. I mean, that's, that's incredible.
2: That's yeah, about- all of us, um, all five of us had like driven down together to as well. And so like, in the car ride over to the other resort, all of us were just like, I don't think any of us even really knew what that resort was, because we weren't like as into Disney as I am now. Um, so we were just like, where like what even is this resort? like is this actually a nicer resort? like what's going on? We're like googling it in the car on the way over looking it up. <laughs> I would say the only slight downside is though some of those resorts are absolutely huge. Um, so we had a little bit of a walk to the bus station in the morning. Um, there were a couple mornings that we had to uh, take off in a dead sprint to try to catch the bus before it left our station um but overall it was wonderful nice that that's a great story I wish that would have happened <laughs> to us yeah uh-huh. now the sad thing is it like sparked that hope
0: so yeah. now every
2: time you check in you're like I know it's possible but the odds of it happening again are like nothing
0: <laughs> yeah and and I also saw on your Instagram that you've had a chance to visit quite a few of the resorts.
2: Yeah, I've been trying to work my way through um like I said I love to use dvcrentalstore.com. They're amazing. So using that has been like the greatest way to rent points and try some of the nicer resorts I maybe wouldn't have otherwise. But yeah, my last split stay um we did Old Key West, the Polynesian and Animal Kingdom Lodge. And my next trip in October is going to be my first time staying at the Grand Floridian. So I'm excited. I feel like I'm working my way through the monorail resort. So I guess my next trip is going to have to be the Contemporary.
0: Oh well, Yes, which they also had an upgrade, right? Um, I think they were doing more of the um, Incredibles theme on some of the rooms and the towers. Yeah, I've
2: heard those are really nice. I've seen a few room tours and they seem really cute yeah
0: yeah and then also Polynesian and then so I guess yeah they're doing quite a few updates and I think I've been liking the updates uh kind of more geared towards the movie theme I think Moana and the Polynesian and uh but uh that's great that's great yeah we've we've only hit a few (laughs) that's one of our goals I think that hopefully with our our next trip we'll be able to uh venture out and I think it all like you mentioned transportation is such a big um decision uh maker you know as far as like where do you want to go and you mentioned split stay so I think that's another um something that we want to kind of try because I think in, when you stay within the Disney Resort you are able to um I guess the cast members are able to take your luggage to the uh,
2: other resort have you been able to experience that or try that I've out? I've done that before. I didn't do this on this trip. I'm not 100% sure if that's something that they're doing again. I think it is. Um, For me, living so close, I always have a car. So I'm used to just like throwing my stuff in the back of the car and just leaving it there for the day. Um, But I think a split stay is also a really <laughs> nice way of adding a little bit of like relaxation into the trip, just because it's almost a built-in rest day. Like usually I don't plan to do the parks that day all this last time. I think both of my switch days, what we did was like pack up the car, go to one of the resorts and have lunch and just relax for a little bit and then go check in at our other resort. And so it added just a nice way to still like do things and see new things without having to just run all day, which was really nice. The last time we stayed at Pop Century, which
0: one of the draws was the sky. Skyline.
2: I oh okay. yeah.
0: We really, really enjoyed and took advantage of as much, but we've also used, and I'm glad it's coming back. It's the minivans. Oh, that was really fun to use. I think that especially because we have two younger ones that sometimes just waiting for the other types of transportation and sometimes it's nice to just kind of get your uh, minivan in and they take you straight to the resort without having to wait with a ton of other people so um, <laughs> that's another uh, mode of transportation that we really enjoy
1: yeah personally I love the Skyliner because it's like a little bit of a like a ride before you get into the park
2: yeah I like that they've added that because I feel like it's a good way that you can choose when you're choosing your resort Um, because now they have the monorail for Magic Kingdom and Epcot. They have the Skyliner for, um, Epcot and Hollywood Studios. And so it's a little bit nice. I feel like you can choose like which parks are the most important to you and stay like near one of those forms of transportation as well.
0: there's just so many more questions I want to (laughs) ask
2: so I know that we're probably going to have to set up
0: another interview but for the moment thank you thank you so much for taking the time in your schedule to meet with us and I know that we've learned a lot and I know your listeners will be also uh, enjoying this segment too getting to know you better
2: yeah I'm excited I can't wait to listen to other episodes and see what everyone else's Disney tips and favorites are (laughs)
1: We also look forward to sharing more stories on the Wonder Ears podcast. And just like Walt once said, all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. This podcast has been a dream come true. And we know that we couldn't have done it without the support of our friends and family. Thank you so much for joining in. And we are excited for what is to come. And so please tune in every Monday for a new Wonder Ears interview. Please follow us on our Instagram page, Wonder Ears Podcast, for the latest updates and episodes. Goodbye for now. This has been your host, Jacob. And Nora.